What's up, Rowdy listeners? Before this episode starts, I just want to tell you guys, uh, Noah had a stuffed nose during this recording, and also a lot of us were in different environments. So Jacob just moved his uh, podcast setup into a different room in his house, so his sound is going to be a little off. On top of Noah having uh, a runny nose, on top of an air conditioning unit running right outside of Noah's window. Uh, so all of those things stacked up to a lot of uh, audio issues. However, we do hope that you enjoy this new format of an episode, and we hope that uh, you guys can stay rowdy. Welcome back to the Rowdy Cast. I'm Jacob. I'm Noah. I'm Nathan. And this week we're going to be discussing the state of gaming. Let's get rowdy. <laughs> So those of you guys who didn't watch last week, we ranked cereals. We did a cereal tier list, and uh, we said in that episode that it is definitively 100% accurate, and if you disagree, you need to grow up. And uh, nothing's changed since then. I don't think any of us have had our minds changed, but we got quite a few commenters trying to change our minds about something, about a couple things. We had some people talking about Count Chocula being S. I don't know what they were smoking when they said that. Uh, some people talk about Cinema Toast Crunch. Some people talk about Honey Bunches of... Or what was it? Honey Bunches of Oats with, with almonds. Uh, almonds. Y'all know who you are. Clowns. Yeah, come on, guys. We're clowning on you. If you guys could see me right now, I'd be dancing, but you can't, so I'm not dancing. But Bray Smiles, specifically, is the comment that we chose. He says, Frosted mini-wheats are a delicacy. They're like mini-milk sponges coated exotically with frosting. Chewing it is an explosion of flavor in your mouth. I guess you could say I'm in bed with big wheat. You know what, Bray Smiles? After you get done with your bed sesh with big wheat, let them know. Noah's bed is open too, because I love the big wheat. I agree with your statement, and that is why I vouched and advocated so hard for many wheats to be an S-tier cereal. Bray, you are a man of class and of culture. You are one rowdy boy, I must say. To all of the people who were talking about how good Cinnamon Toast Crunch is, I stand with you. Cinnamon you boys, know, there, rise I, up. I don't. Cinnamon games. This, this week, my intention was kind of to try Frosted Mini Wheats again and give them another chance in my brain. Uh, but I didn't. I've just been eating Fruity Pebbles all week. You, <laughs> you need know, my, to fix my, it. My S-tier, that's my S-tier override. So I guess I owe Frosted Menu Wheats another try still, uh, so I can reevaluate my statements. We also had a comment saying that S-Tier Override is a good band name, so shout out to, uh, shout out, I think it was Sam, Sam Day. Shout out to Sam Day for that combo. Big week Two comments. room for everyone. Two comments in one week, never been done before. I think That's it actually a big has episode. But you know what? Big. It's okay. And this is actually the second week in a row in which I've eaten... Cocoa Pebbles before the before recording, so maybe that's. I'm about to, I'm about to ditch you guys during the recording and go get some fruity pebbles. <laughs> You're gonna <laughs> ditch us for cereal. By God, it must be many wheats. I'm not gonna take this. We were all fine with each other's S tier overrides. I don't see the problem now. And you said you had yeah, many wheats to try, and here you are going back. You think to I the just have them in my house? If he had them in his I house, don't... I assume he would have already tried them. 
The hard yeah. part isn't pouring them into a bowl. The hard part's going to the store and getting them. Okay, go to a convenience store. They'll have mini wheats. I promise you. Yeah, right now. Let yeah, me go ahead and episode. leave the podcast to go buy them. Yeah, that that'll be episode. What are we on now? Eight eight point five. Episode eight point yeah, five. Just documenting my trip to Dollar General. Jabney Which, goes to, to be Dollar honest, General. that could honestly be an episode with the Dollar General here, man. That could be a, that could be a vlog. That could be the first video on our YouTube channel. That would yeah, pop off. You know, I'll. I'll I'll get into the stories about this Dollar General another time, but that could probably warrant a whole episode <laughs> point five. Dollar is General. It, is this Dollar General almost as bad as the Little Caesars experiences you've had? I need to go over that. These are all on the same strip. Next Monday. The building what? is connected. No yeah. shot. That's crazy. Next Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in for the Rowdy Boys. Dollar General Exposed. Yeah, so there's like a salon. So I'm, I'm going down the row, right? There's a salon. Then there's the laundromat that I like. Then there is Little Caesars. Boost Mobile. Okay. Um, Every good strip has Boost other, Mobile. Yeah, one or two other things that I don't know what they are. Planet Fitness. An empty thing with graffiti on it. And then Dollar General. Honestly, this doesn't sound like a terrible strip. Got your laundromat. You got Planet Fitness. You've got little. I don't, I don't know what kind of neighborhoods you think are nice. <laughs> I don't know. the The Boost Mobile though had a wacky inflatable arm guy today. That's what wow. I'm saying. You can't beat right. that. So you I guess those. That. Uh, that, but it is the saddest wacky inflatable arm guy I've seen in my entire life, dude. Like it was supposed to be bright Boost Orange, and that thing was so degraded. That's like that was a, a, such a poor excuse for Orange. It looked like he sat out in the sun for like months. That's and I've never seen him before today. Where was he? Do Do you think there is like, do you think that there's companies that just hold those guys hostage? The big floaty guys. Do you think that those big floaty guys are reused between companies? Big. I mean, yeah. It's like money laundering, but with the big. Inflatable well, I, guys. I don't. I don't feel like they get sold out by. I feel like Boost Mobile just kind of has a few of them, and they're on their world tour right now. Yeah, I guess so. I, this guy needs to retire. <laughs> you guys, know what okay. I'll say. Next conspiracy fact: big inflate. Big inflation. That is a conspiracy big fact. Big inflation's happening. It's, that, that's just Joe Biden. <laughs> it's been on the rise for years. That's dude, come modern on. American government. Come on now, get with the program. Get with the program and grow up. Oh, um, man. Yeah, so I guess we should probably switch to the... There's no way to do a well, good transition uh, from talking about Joe Biden and I inflation mean, to video games. Yeah, you can. I don't think there has to be. This episode's kind of different from what you guys are used to listening to. This is kind of, you know, more relaxed, freestyle kind of episode. The intent is to talk about video games, but, you know, I mean, if other... If other subjects get talked about, that's fine too. I I feel like yeah. Th- I think this is our first episode where there's no specific format we're going with. Like there's no tier list, there's no draft, there's no real or fake. There's it's just us talking. Yeah, this is our first like nice laid back episode. You know, I'm kind of looking forward to to recording the rest of this one. And I know you were asking about a segue, and honestly, there's a very easy segue here. What video just games like are the economic market? structure of the United States? Video games. Are going downhill at a rapid rate. Un- unseen. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Video game economics are going up, but quality is going down big time. No. And I guess that's kind of the main points of what we want to talk about. And then we have kind of 
a special announcement uh, later on in the episode. But, you know, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Stick around, boys. Uh, stick around. Now, girls, too, I guess, stick around. But. There's a topic. We're not going to sit on this regarding video games all day because I know video games are a wide, broad appeal to people. And this is a very subset of video games that I have a problem with. But I, I do want to open the floor with this. Just because it was a topic that I started pondering upon last night. And it's got me heated. It's got me pissed. It's got me rowdy. And it's specifically, All right, dude. It's specifically it. sports games. And the way <laughs> they fell. You don't need to go what out that happened? hard. We're, talk- we're talking about video games and you come no. out with the Hail Mary. I, I already know exactly what he's going to talk about too. He's going to talk about the fact that you can't play local on MLB The Show with your own custom you roster. You can't. That's it's not stupid. even just MLB. You know what? This this extends. I don't know about NBA. I've never played an NBA game. I'll be I'll be frank with you. Actually, I have last like one I played was like 2K19. But both Madden and MLB The and Show. It was street share, ball mode. It was awesome. Both of them share this problem. I'm going to talk about one game mode, but it really is bigger than this. Pickup games. Why don't they exist? And that's not just pickup games. It's also a general lack of creativity that you see from back in the day with games like NFL Street. What happened well, to those games? Or I'll tell you exactly league? what happened. So there is one uh, sports game that I can think of that maintains having pickup games. And I believe the 2K NBA games still have them. They did the last one that I played anyway. Um and here's the thing. So sports games are kind of a, in a monopoly right now because the whole deal about having players' likenesses and teams being copyrighted and stuff, which is kind of silly to me, but whatever, I guess. So basketball games, you have 2K and you have one other one that I kind of forget. No one really cares for it as far as I know. And then with football and baseball, you pretty much just have EA. And we all know how EA's quality is. Dog crap. Which, honestly, one of the games so, we've been playing a lot of recently, BattleBit, is literally just Battlefront minus EA. Honestly. Yeah. And that's a reason why yeah, it's dude. doing so well right now. It, it's it's literally Battlefield, but better. Did I say Battlefront? Yeah. I meant to say Battlefield. I'm sorry. Battlefront's but, a banger game, though. But yeah, so EA has kind of reached this point where... This is kind of my main gripe with gaming right now in general. They, they have kind of a monopoly on, on sports games, which is whatever, but financially, they they don't have to care about making quality games anymore, because they can just release a new one every year, and you're going to buy it to get the new rosters. They don't, they don't need to keep the features coming, because no one else is making an NFL game with the current players. They don't need to have pickup game features in basketball, or uh, excuse me, baseball. Because guess what? you got to buy the new game to get the new roster anyway. And they're the only ones that offer it. I mean, RBI Baseball exists, but I don't think anyone plays that. I will say. Because it doesn't have actual players. RBI Baseball on the NES? Slaps. One of the best baseball games of all time. I mean, that series exists currently. Yeah, it's just not good anymore. Yeah, I I mean, I've never never played the newer ones. I only know it exists because I saw it at Second and Charles the other day. Jacob, you're about to hear me say something I don't think you've ever expected me to say. And it's sim- EA is like the movie industry, in which they have chosen. Don't say they this. have chosen to sacrifice creativity and movies with legs for a quick buck. 
Don't say this. That's, that's all it is. I finished my statement. Oh, okay. They've sacrificed well, creativity them. for a quick buck. And it's wild because low-budget games, like Battlebit, okay, it did not have a multi-million dollar team put into it. I'm, I'm sure of that. And you know what? It's got a player base. It's probably percentage-wise gaining a larger profit than most AAA titles. At a it's not just percent. It's not just percentage-wise. It's in general. So on Steam, um, at least as of the time of recording or a couple days ago, Battlebit was developed by three people. There is no company. It's made by three people. Battlebit is the highest-grossing game on Steam. That's in general, and it doesn't even have microtransactions. Because, guess what? When you make a good game, or a good movie, as I refer, alluded to, people will see it. People will. Well, for gaming, let's get down to the root of the let's issue. I mean, sports games, we talked about them having a monopoly. But that's just one subset of games, right? What about shooters? No one has a monopoly on shooters. I wouldn't argue that. So, what it comes down to is mobile, well, console games slash PC games, you know, regular games, have looked at the mobile game market, because around the world, mobile games are more popular and bring in more money than any other platform. They've looked at this model, and they've said, oh, how does this make so much money? And it's mostly through free-to-play games with microtransactions, and all the main AAA game manufacturers have started to, to roll that out now because they view that as being the only way that they can make money. Yep. Which is obviously incorrect because, again, we look at Battlebit. Its graphics aren't fancy. We don't care about that. It's a fun game, and that's what people are craving now. I think the game is only like 15 bucks too. AAA games, a lot of them, 80 bucks, and then you still have to pay for a season pass or DLC or cosmetics anything like that, microtransactions, and they're still not making as much as Battlebit is on Steam. And that's because it's a good game. But yeah, well, the difference I mean, is... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, you go ahead. The difference is, the games you're referring to, because of the team sizes and whatnot put into them, and the, the piss-poor season passes and DLC, they require little effort for a guaranteed profit. The profit's not going to be as big... But neither is the effort put into it. It is a quick, guaranteed buck versus time and effort for a larger profit. Right, but I think a lot of AAA companies think that effort equals graphics, right? I mean, that's a lot of what we see with, like, the new Call of Duties and stuff like that. They're like, oh, but look how good it looks. And it's like, okay, but we don't care about that. You could have scaled the graphics back a little bit and just put a little bit more effort into the, the the development of the game itself. I agree. And have made a better product. Again, I have a feeling we're going to keep mentioning this game, but Battlebit, I mean, it looks like Roblox. Yeah. And it's a fantastic game. And honestly, in some way, that almost gives it an edge because you can play it on anything. Well, I think the reason that we're going to keep bringing it up is because it's the most recent prime example. I mean, indie games are always great examples, but this one is the biggest one right now, yeah. which makes it just the easiest example to point to. And the thing about it, like I said, it's 15 bucks. There's zero microtransactions, even if I wanted to spend 200 bucks on the game. It's not possible. It's, it's both fun, or it's both popular right now. And I'll, I'll say it. It's the most fun I've had with a game in a long time. It is. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, it really is. It's just like, it's just back to the core of what games should be, which is fun, not profit focus. And then when they shifted their focus to making a fun game, which they did, they're now beating everyone else in the profit. I, I honestly, yeah. I honestly think another another major problem that video games had. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but. A, a very major turn that they took that was a wrong turn was they saw how profitable esports was. Yeah. So they started leaning into that because that's where they saw the money. They saw the money in esports. Because I remember like ESPN, for a moment of time, I'm pretty sure that esports was the most viewed thing on there. Well, it's because for esports, what do you have to do to make a game that's good for esports? You have to make a game that's relatively straightforward, right? Team versus team. And that's it. You don't have to care about anything else. <laughs> like, you don't have to care about any social features. You don't have to care about any single player. You don't have to care about any unlockables, because guess what? You're not going to have in competitive play. You're not going to have people having advantages over unlocks. Yeah. So you don't need to include any of that anymore. But also, one of the most consistently popular esports, Smash Melee, There, there's no such thing as... DLC. There's no extra characters, and honestly, I think that's its own its own point. I think having the ability to patch things after after release and just add things after release has done way more harm than good. Yeah. So online gaming has created this weird sort of state that we're in right now, where it's like manufacturers are releasing these games that aren't even half complete. And they're like, but it's okay because the patches are going to come out. We'll fix it. It's all good. I mean, look at Cyberpunk's release. Look, look at, at Battlefield Look at Battlefield 2042. It's terrible. Look at, when on release, it's fine now, but no one cares now. Look at No Man's Sky. Look at Elder Scrolls Online. That's what I'm saying. Fallout 76, right? Like, we're in this weird state, and, and everyone's okay with it because now we've accepted the idea of alpha release games, and people are so used to playing games that are alpha or beta that for some reason are open for the whole market to play that now when they get an incomplete game they're like okay i'm gonna suck it up i guess it's just another beta thing yeah you know and that's something that pc gaming kind of did where games were released in alpha and beta and everyone is shelling out full price money for these games. I mean, look at Ark. Ark was like 40 bucks, I think, on release. And it was in alpha. That that game was in alpha until I think it was like six years ago. But that game has been out far longer than six years. One company I'll always credit for not releasing unfinished products. This is going to sound bad at first. Is Nintendo. They release finished products. Are they glitchy a lot of the times at, at release? Yes. Look at Pokemon Violet. One of the most broken games I've ever played. Is it at least finished? 100%. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. My favorite single player game this year. Uh, I appreciate that they delayed that game to make it good. My thing about Nintendo. Are they a greedy, absolute corporate machine? 100%. Yeah. But, as far as game production goes... They make some of the best games for value that money can buy right now. And it's because they, typically speaking, don't have that microtransaction model for their primary games. So they know that what they put out has to be good on release. You know what I mean? I mean, look at Smash Bros. Another thing to think about it is the content rollout for those games. 
And I'm not talking about DLCs after the fact. I mean, there are some DLCs for some Nintendo first-party games. But I'm talking about you buy Smash Bros. Okay, I don't know if this is the case for the new one. Did you have to unlock the characters in the new one? Yeah. Okay, so Smash Bros. You have to go through, unlock the characters, unlock the levels, unlock the new assists and stuff that can come in to help you. And... It's something to work towards. You're you're getting meaningful unlocks, not just cosmetics that you're paying a battle pass for. Like, you're unlocking characters. You're unlocking whole levels. You're unlocking different items in-game. I mean, yeah, eventually you have them all unlocked. Eventually. But the gameplay is so good that once you finally reach that point where you have it all unlocked, you can finally sit back, relax, and just enjoy the game for what it is. And it's great. Yeah, well, one thing, I, I want to say this now, too. I respect Nintendo, and I'm scared for them. They might pull, they might prove me wrong, but I think once their OG set of developers passes away, we're done. Because you can already see them moving into DLC in Season Passes. Granted, they're a lot more respectable because it is post-game add-ons. They're working years after. Like, Mario Kart 8 is still getting DLC made. Years after release. I appreciate that. But, you know what Nintendo's problem is right now? They are the prime culprit of the reboot and remaster every day. That's a fact. Absolutely. It's insane. You buy a membership for NES ROMs to be uploaded on a monthly basis or whatever on your Nintendo Switch. Half the Switch library, and I love the Nintendo Switch, but half of the first-party library is the Wii U library ported over. And they do it every year to, so people keep buying the same game. To, well, to again, be fair, it's kind of because it's the only legal way to play those games. To, to be fair, you can't, really, you can't really knock them for that because the Wii U did not sell at you all. And there were good do? games on the, on the Wii U. You can say it's the only the Wii U legal was way. massively underrated. You can say it's the only legal way, and you're not wrong. But you know what? You know what I noticed? That's not the case with Xbox and Sony. And even though they do the remasters and reboots, you know what they do differently? You can do backwards compatibility. Nintendo charges yeah. you per game for backwards compatibility, and they charge you for I mean, the Switch games or the Wii U uh, ports. They charge you full honestly, price. Honestly, what I think would be kind of dope to see from Nintendo, they will never do this, but I think this would be kind of dope. You know me, I'm a classic guy. I like having my old consoles. I have the SNES, GameCube, uh, Broken NES, Sega Genesis, N64, you know, list keeps going. I like having my old consoles, but I think it would be kind of cool to sell an attachment for like the Switch or something that you can plug into the dock where it, the attachment is a secondary dock where you could like put an NES cartridge or SNES cartridge or something like that for your physical media. That way you don't have to keep paying a subscription fee to be able to access them if you already physically own the games. I think that could be pretty cool. Be and it could, you could even put a bigger, a bigger, um, uh, eye on the on the used game market and it could allow them to start to remanufacture physical cartridges of old games which would also help with circulation it would help with a lot of the high prices that we see in the used game market right now i agree and as it stands though as things currently stand i am very worried that the moment ionuma and miyamoto kick the bucket so does nintendo's creativity where's sega been for the last 20 years (laughs) making sonic (laughs) <laughs> okay, guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking about it now. I have not seen Sega do anything 
even decent in the last 20 years. Sonic? I'm not... I mean, <laughs> that's all they make. The new Sonic game, I don't own it, but it looks good. The, the last Sonic thing I... are fine. The last thing I heard about Sonic was Sonic Mania when the Switch first dropped. No, dude, that there's a new great. Sonic game that actually looked phenomenal. Yeah, we get a new Sonic game every two or three years. They haven't let that die. Everything else, Sega, gone. But Sonic, still alive. Very much alive. But that that being said, Nintendo, I mean, I watched a Nintendo Direct, and I'm not going to say these games look bad. A Legend of Zelda game doesn't look bad. Mario doesn't look bad. But it's Legend of Zelda and Mario every two years. It is. It is. The only new IP that I can think Nintendo's made in the last ten years that that's notable is Splatoon. That's it. Look at any of the other the, successful... You said the only what? The only notable new IP that Nintendo's dropped in the last ten years is Splatoon. And honestly, I think it's on its ten-year anniversary. It has, I think it's already passed. Is it really? Is it that old? It was 13. It might have been 14. 2014. But That's wild. I mean, the, only, the only new IPs we see now at all is for free-to-play games. Yeah, and a lot of them are very similar to the, the last one. But the free-to-play market is kind of that way. A lot of them don't have a lot of longevity except, like, Fortnite. Yeah, it's all a bunch of Battle Royales. Yeah, it's just a bunch of, you know, churn them out, get that microtransaction moolah, and then move on and make the next Battle one. Battle Royales and Hero Shooters. Honestly, the the most fun I've had with games aren't even, like, the big game releases. They're the small indie devs that end up blowing up out of nowhere, like Among well, Us and his prime. Um, Nickelodeon so, All-Star Brawl when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, so that, that's the thing right now, is indie manufacturers currently are, like, the golden spot for gaming at the moment, right? So we've got currently BattleBit, which we've talked about nonstop already. Binding of Isaac's an indie game, and it's still good to this day. Among Us was good. 20XX is fantastic if you're into the old mega stuff. Splitgate. So Splitgate never should have died, and I don't know why it is. At this point, if you log into it, you're going to get a match that's about 70% bots. And I don't know why the fan base moved away from it so quickly. But they've now stopped Splitgate support. I think they're working on a sequel, if I read things correctly. But um, I believe so. I believe they yeah, are. Yeah, so Splitgate, Splitgate itself is a dead game, which is so unfortunate. Because it had the feel of old Halo, you know? And old Halo, their, their mindset that I've seen in interviews, they said they never meant to make, like, an arena shooter or anything, which is why it's not really... They meant to make a game that they said they wanted to make a shooter that it felt like Nintendo could have made. They wanted it to just be a fun party game. And that's what we had with Halo 1, 2, and 3. You know, you would sit down and, and have a LAN party with your friends. Or if you played on the internet on Halo 2 or 3, for example, it was just a fun party game. No one took it that seriously. I mean, unless you were in, like, MLG or something. But generally speaking... It was just it was focused on fun first. Can you There was no microtransactions. You wanted that recon armor? You better go and you better <laughs> do everything you have to do to unlock it. 
You know what I mean? I love them. And it meant something when you saw someone with it. It meant something when you saw someone with the with the flaming yeah. recon helmet. And all it means now is you spent twenty bucks on this skin or that weapon skin. And can you imagine if if these companies were paying those creatives to make their games instead of businessmen being in charge of it? Yes. So and you know back to Splitgate real quick. Splitgate had the feel of the classic Halo games. It had it down. I mean, the gameplay was so smooth, so fun. And it also had a new mechanic. It wasn't groundbreaking, but it it added a whole new layer to it. It added portals from games such as Portal and Portal 2. And it was phenomenal. It made a fresh game out of the familiar aspects of games we've seen prior. It, It wasn't just a rehash. It wasn't a Portal remake. It wasn't a Halo remake. It was an inspiration. It was an inspired game that felt fresh. Let, let me throw this out there because I I do want to get this point across. Um, but I I don't think you guys are gonna have much to add to this. But Echo VR, VR game. It was it started out as just a casual thing, then VRML came out, which was like the VR esports. Um, and it was a lot of fun when it first came out. I enjoyed it very much. They introduced a season pass. Because Oculus forced them to. And then over time, it has gotten to the point where, despite having tens of thousands of players, Oculus is forcing them to shut it down so that they can refocus Ready at Dawn developers somewhere else. And that is so upsetting. Because, again, the game, it gradually just got worse over time. Yeah. Because they wanted money, I guess. You know what I kind of don't get? I think... Almost everyone's in agreement that indie developers are making the best games right now in terms of quality. And I I think most people would agree that, at least generally speaking, that's the case. Yep. I don't understand why a lot of indie games don't seem to have as high a level of success as AAA games. And I think it's because people are just used to the titles, like used to the IPs. So maybe that thing that we talked about earlier with Nintendo not coming out with new IPs... I mean, maybe that's part of it. Oh, it absolutely is. Nintendo knows this. Every company knows this, okay? Like, just for Nintendo as an example. It does not matter the quality of the game. If And thankfully for Nintendo, they still put out quality games. But they could literally drop the most mediocre can of garbage with Mario on the title and his render in the game. And it's making selling hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm probably buying it. It will. Thankfully... I mean- because of some of the creative heads that have been around for five decades, Nintendo hasn't given up on the creativity. They were just an example because of what we're talking about. But you see it with all kinds of companies and all kinds of AAA titles. that They still pump out the same crap. I mean, take a look at uh, Super Mario RPG. It's not out yet, but they're remaking it, and I guarantee that's going to make them money, even if it's terrible. Oh, it will. Well, that one's a remake. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's, so that's the problem. So it's gonna be good, but, but it's a problem. Well, you don't you don't we know that they've had one. they've had some bad remakes. I feel like fair. Well, uh, yeah. Although I, mean, I, I can't I can't mention any off the off the dome, but I mean, you know, it's, it's half of what their games are. I, I still sorry. I know I already mentioned it. I still cannot believe that they actually charge people for a membership for NES and SNES ROMs. That you have to pay, and you don't even get the full library. They don't Bro. even put all the ROMs out on off rip. You have my to fa- wait for each one to release. My favorite part. Well, you better believe they keep strong copyright on all of them. I'm pretty sorry. I'm pretty sure, it. like ten or fifteen years ago, Nintendo got caught because it was either on Wii U or 3DS. They were literally using a ROM. 
It was on the NES Classic. No, that's why all of their games that are not ex- ex- um, expressly remakes, they're all ROMs. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. Yeah. And they don't, that's crazy. They don't let you just pay and get the whole library. You have to hold a monthly subscription for them well, to upload a couple ROMs here. Another couple problem. more the next month. And you have another to stay problem. paying up. Physically or digitally, if you buy a game, you don't own the game. You own the right to play the game. Correct. That's ridiculous. Now, I, I don't think that's always been the case, to be honest. I think that's a newer development, relatively. But yeah, it is. So, like, physical media now. If I buy a game on disc, I do not own the software. Yeah. I own a license to use the software, Dude. which is really asinine. Yeah, well, I mean, right now, if you played Multiverses, granted, that's a free-to-play game. Slap. You, can, you could have bought a character. You could have bought the season passes. And right now, it's on break for a year. You can't even play the game. No one can download it. You paid money, and guess what? You're going to wait until they open up the servers again, and they might just close them a month later. You have no idea. Well, that's the problem with live service games in general, yeah. dude. It, it's just such a... It, yeah. They don't have to care about making a quality game if they can just... If they know that whatever they make is going to make them money. Yeah. And I enjoy multiverses, but that still frustrates me. People put their hard-earned money into that. And if they weren't ready to release the game and needed to take a year break to release it later, why did you even have the initial release? I'm tired of incomplete games being thrown onto our shelves. Uh, Here's my problem. Indie games that are legitimately good. Indie games like like Battlebit. Like Splitgate. Like Among Us. They die. I don't know. I don't know why we let them die. They're good games. We need to keep playing. I don't. I don't think we're letting them die, per se. I think what happens is people see a new AAA game that they get excited for, and then they just forget the indie game because it doesn't have the same visibility as AAA games have. Yeah. I guess, but that's still part. Of the, so, like you still do realize at some point down the cycle, we we decide. Instead of this indie game, let me go play this other game that's already been made ten, ten times before. I mean, yeah. And that's that's the that's the main part. That's the main problem. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A lot of indie games just don't have longevity, and I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Battlebit. Especially with games like Battlebit, where there's 250 players per game. When that game dies... Oh. You won't be able to experience that anymore. You'll be able is, to maybe experience the 32v32 mode. The bright side is cultural, culturally relevant games that pop off the way Battlebit did, those tend to have long-term success. You see Splitgate's games like, dead! It, uh, did it pop off as much as Battlebit? It, yeah, it I mean, it popped off. off maybe not that big, but it popped off. Well, let's talk about Fall Guys, the biggest game of, what, 2020? Yeah. When's the last time outside of us three have you heard someone mention Fall Guys or seen anything about it? <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen Moist Critical talk about Stumble Guys over the last... Stumble Guys is a better game than year. Fall Guys. If you know, you know. Regardless. Stumble Guys. Look, culturally relevant games still have player bases. That's what I'm saying. Like, TF2 still I mean, has players to this day, as bad as those servers are. People still play Fortnite. People still play Minecraft. Games that pop off... And I realize well, it's not to the same level. Like Battlebit is not Minecraft levels of popular. It's not even close. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's like Halo 3 is, in my opinion, the best Halo game of all time. It undoubtedly. Like 
by far, right? There's no argument and to be made weird. against that. And it's, it's just weird that they don't just... I mean, I guess Master Chief Collection's out. But it's kind of weird that you, you can't just keep carrying Halo 3 to new generations like as its own game. And it's weird that players will move on to the next one, even if it's not as good, just because it's the next one. Yeah. You know, and that's what's weird to me, I guess, is, like, no one views individual games as being a long-term thing. I think a lot of gamers have the mentality of, oh, this game's out now. Cool, let's play that, and then until something else comes out, I guess. But even then, that's not always the case, because, I mean, I brought it up earlier, but Smash Melee... It's still super popular. It's an exception to the rule, I would argue. But isn't that basically only in the competitive scene? Yeah. Yeah, but the competitive scene is most of what Smash Bros. players are. Who who do you know says, uh, I, I play, play Smash casually. Bros. a lot casually? Uh, I don't know. Okay, so I guess my situation's different. But on deployment, a lot of people. Yeah, okay. I... I'll tell you now. You hop on an unranked game on Smash Ultimate, you will find a you will find a match quick yeah but they're still going to be taking it seriously i mean maybe but i wouldn't consider them competitive smash players i play it online and i'm not a i, I don't go to evo i don't but i do i do get what you're saying but i think anything nintendo kind of has that longevity i don't know why i do know why but yeah nintendo is blessed with longevity and it's because they make quality games and they're not they are an incredibly greedy terrible company but they're not just money hungry. They still have a few OGs there that are still making games for the sake of making good games. Yeah, yeah it's pretty it's wild. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Anyways, I guess it's announced. Thanks for time. listening. Well, I was just going to say, first off, thanks for listening to us complain for the past 40 minutes. Because that's really what this has been. And thanks for letting us get all this off of our chest. It- but if you like this stay episode, tuned. Share, oh. share if you like this episode, share it with a friend so that we know that you like it. If you like this format more, show us. Get our views up. If this episode pops themselves. off, we'll do this more. Less formatted, just chill. We're we're throwing stuff at a wall and just seeing what sticks right now. That's literally been what the Roddick has been the, so far. At no point yeah. have we dedicated ourselves to anything except for weekly uploads and who knows if that's even gonna ever stick. <laughs> yeah, this this week, the question of the week is not going to be related to the episode content. The question of the week this week is going to be you telling us what format you've preferred so far out of our repertoire. Do you like how that rhymed? I liked how that rhymed. Yeah, I like how halfway through that sentence you decided you could make a rhyme, so you did. That's exactly what happened. I'm sure you saw it on my face. <laughs> I wasn't even looking so, at your face. Like I said, thank you guys so much for listening to us complain for the past 40 minutes if you've made it through. And stay tuned because you're about to get a a pretty big announcement from uh, one of the rowdy casts. Knock, knock. You're about to get shell-shocked. We are... (laughs) I can't believe you said that. Sorry, guys. We might get copyright struck for that. But, um, yeah. So, the announcement is me me and my buddy Mason, our game dev studio, Costella Studios. How do you spell that? Thanks for asking. C-O-S-T-E-L-L-A-E. I struggled with that. Costella Studios. We're releasing a game Friday. It's a single-player game called Extinction's Edge where you play as a dinosaur. And that's all you're going to find out here. So you got to look up the trailer on YouTube or something. Yeah. It'll be available on Itch Friday, not on well, Steam. It's, it's free to play, right? It, it will be free to play. And there are no microtransactions. 
No money-hungry corporate I, men behind it. Just, I can't even update it once it's out there. So if, just, it bur- if it crashes all the time, sorry, guys. I can't I can't fix it. You thought Battlefield... Is that actually a thing on itch? You can't, you can't release updates? No, like, I could release it, but if you already have an old version downloaded, you're just going to have to go to the itch store and re-download it. Yeah. Well, that means you need to follow Castella on some platforms so yeah. you can keep up with updates. Do some, like, Instagram. So, yeah, tell us what platforms you have out. We ha- we're on Instagram. We're on itch. I think we're on YouTube. We're definitely on YouTube. We have a website, CostellaStudios.com. That's a big one, but me and Mason don't know that much of HTML, so it's kind of broken, but it does exist. So you guys so you guys know, go ahead, check out Costello Studios on any social media platforms or their website, which is CostelloStudios.com, you said? Yeah. Perfect. And then this Friday, download Extinction's Edge on uh, itch.io make sure to watch the trailer before it comes out help it gain some traction yes sir and i guess keep an eye out on those socials for any kinds of updates that may come out for the game in the future yeah who, who would have thought one of the rowdy boys is a game developer or trying to become one we'll see Absolutely. so again share this podcast with a friend i say it a lot but that's because i mean it yeah, some of y'all, I'm going to go ahead and berate our listeners real quick. Some of y'all slacking, yeah. to be honest. The the metrics show it. We have been on a downward trend since episode one. <laughs> I, like, I hate admitting that, but it is, I mean, it's the truth. It's, you know, it's um, fine. We'll see. So we're going to keep making the show. We're going to keep yeah, doing regardless. it. But, you know. We would have, share, share we would have to go like 20 ep- I mean, to be fair, I think there's some mental problems with all of us here. So we could probably go 20 episodes without a single listener <laughs> before we give up. At some point, we would That's, give up, but it would be a while. I mean, yeah, who knows when it would be. <laughs> it might be because yeah. one of the Rowdy Boys has died in their sleep in a nursing home in 70 years. But, <laughs> but all, all y'all that have heard all of these episodes, y'all are the rowdiest. Keep it up. We appreciate you, Um, you know, especially that one fan in whatever country he was in. What what country was that? I don't. I don't know. I could check it. Keep talking while I check it. If you're no, 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 they know who we're talking about. If you're not in America and you're that one guy, thank (laughs) you. We love you, and we'd love to have you on the show. (laughs) We got one from Sweden, Canada, South Africa. Oh, that's new. The the only one I remembered, the one I was thinking of, was the Sweden one. So that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Shout out to all of our international viewers, listeners. Yeah, love you guys. All right. right. Well, until next time, you listen to me. You better stay rowdy. You better, or, or we're gonna have to have big rowdy. Oh, don't jail. don't don't threaten them now. Big rowdy's coming. <laughs>